This is a podcast from Rover. The Jay and Dunk Podcast. On the Radio 2 from 3 to 7 weekdays. I've been everywhere, man. The story of the Thai prison. Um, the Kiwi bloke that ended up on the executioner's uh, list, which is just um, a hectic start to the story already. Um, thank you for sticking around. And we do have Joe ready. We also have uh, Joe's movie trailer ready to go before we get into it. Um, and basically, if you're new to ever- I've Been Everywhere, man, probably most people are. We only did it yesterday for the first time. A chance for us to hear the best stories from Kiwis that have travelled the globe. globe. Let's get into it. In a world where you can travel to different places, one man called Joe went to Thailand for a holiday. But then, drama banged up in Bangkok. Follow Joe as he faces the sturdy grip of the police and tries to avoid dropping the soap. Will Joe make it out alive or will Joe be banged up in Bangkok forever? In cinemas this summer. Mate, uh, an, an amazing trailer, Joe. Uh, what we would like to know is how you ended up in a Thai prison. Oh, uh, well, I was flying over to the UK, eh? <laughs> and I went via Bangkok and I had like two hours layover in Bangkok to wait for a connected flight. And um, yeah, I just got off the plane, come into the transit area. I went through customs with my bags because they had to be checked in again. And I was just sitting in the transit lounge, and um, I noticed a sign with a couple of guys were standing there with, like, submachine guns, and the sign was going around on a loop, and it said, um, if you are caught with narcotics, you will be uh, executed. And I thought, oh, yeah. Mm. And then, um, oh, maybe 20 minutes in, these two guys come up to me, official-type guys, and they said that we want to have a look through your bag. And they had, like, Thailand airport security and stuff on them. And I said, yeah, sweet as. So I put my big bag on this, like, trestle table, and they went through it. It was fine. Then they opened up my wee bag, and there was 3.4 kilos of pills in there. Oh! What? Jesus! Yeah. Yeah, and I had no idea how they got there. And, like, within probably... A minute, there was probably half a dozen people there, and they ushered me off to this like area. And they said, all they really said to me, they made me sign this bit of paper, and they really, all they really said to me was, "Did you pack your bag?" And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Did you have you been without your bag at any time?" And I said, "No," because I sort of hadn't. But then, yeah, next minute I was in this paddy wagon out in Bangkok. Don't really know where I was going. Ended up in this, like, got taken to this prison. And I was just lumped into this cell. The cell was about three by three. And there would have been about 15 chokers in there. And it was just squalor, man. And I thought, I was I was actually packing, eh? Oh I didn't know what God. was happening. I didn't know. It was all going real quick. So just... So anyway, no one really said anything. And, um... I later found out that that was the death row wing of this prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was really full on, man. And then, so I did. I got to make a call to the New Zealand Embassy, and I rang them and I said to them what had happened. 
and they put me onto this lawyer that works over there with foreign nationals. And um, like I'm 21, man, and I was just packing myself. But the, you know, long story short, the lawyer said, um, at any stage, were you without your bag? Because I told him I don't know where these drugs come from, mate. I I don't know. And he said, at any stage, were you without your bag? And I said, the only time I didn't have my bag was when I, they were going through the x-ray machine clearing customs at Bangkok and they took me away about another six metres and made me like put my arms out and they did put the scanner thing over me, which yeah. they did to, yeah, they do that to most people. And then I turned around, walked back to my bags and picked them up and I said, that's it. And he said, okay, we can get, you got to pay for it, but we can obtain security footage of that time you're away from your bag. At this point, you're like... <sighs> How do you, how do you All manage? of your hopes are hanging on the security footage, A, being recorded, B, being held onto, and C, something being in it. Otherwise, you're getting executed. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, there was. I'd have to go to court and that, but, yeah, that was pretty much what was going to happen. And, um, yeah, it was everything was hanging on that, and I hadn't called home. The, my contacts in the UK must have been wondering where I was because I hadn't turned up, and it had been, it had been about a week by now. And this prison cell, man, maybe 15 jokers in there, so you're shoulder to shoulder. The toilet was a bucket in the corner, oh, and that was it. Your food was, your food was one bowl of rice a day, and that was it. And I was, I, 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 honestly, mate, I was just packing it. Anyway, we got this. It took a while. We had to pay the Thai authorities to get the, um, to get the security footage. And what they got was one of the customs guys loading my bag, mate. Oh, you dog! Oh gosh. No. Nah. And so how quickly do they release you? What happens then? You're done. That's it. They get the guy. He gets busted. You get out. Oh, pretty much. Like, they got the footage and they got evidence. He had copies of my itinerary. So he knew t- the people he had contact with in the UK, he would have handed them my itinerary. So the flight I was on the accommodation I was staying at, he had photos of me, he had photos, close-up photos of my clothes, my bag. They knew who to look for when I got to, um, when I, when I got to Heathrow, eh? And, um, no, there was no size or anything, mate. They, the um, lawyer comes down and says they're going to release you at some point. And I said, oh, yeah, good as gold. And, um, so it was about half past nine at night, the guard came down to the cell where I was in, and he pulled me out and he said, you're going home, and they took me to like this, the sort of intendant, the superintendent of the prison. I had to go to his office and sign a whole lot of papers. They were all entitled, I didn't even know what I was signing. Wow. And they just put me on the street, mate. They said, "Where you go? See you oh. later." Oh. <laughs> Did that put you off travelling? No, I just carried on. I st- I had to go. I went into the centre of Bangkok, and I um I got a hotel and that, and I spent the next sort of three days trying to jack up another flight and just ringing people and telling them what had happened, eh? That is one of the most wild yarns that I've ever heard in my time on radio. You are so lucky. Oh, mate, I could tell you a couple of stories, but, yeah, that was the biggest one. (laughs) All right, calm down, Joe. We're going to get you back uh, next (laughs) Thursday in Joe's regular time slot of uh, 25 to 6. (laughs) Hey, um, Joe, hold there, mate. I'm going to get you a prize, all right, because it's been an amazing chat. Do you want me to tell you about the time I was in South America and we got hauled off a bus and had machine guns pointed at us and they found a whole lot of cocaine on the bus? We yeah. do, but not right now. <laughs> That's a bloody cheese. He's going to steal our job. <laughs>